What's up and welcome back to another episode of Dude Lunch. My name is Brett Martineau, as I would hope you would know by this point. Uh, this episode of Dude Lunch, you may, I should just pause, you may notice that I am, I am surrounded by a distinct lack of dudes and also a distinct lack of lunch. Uh, the episode that I'm going to air, I'm going to cut to it here in a second, is actually a little section of uh, an eight-hour live stream that we did on Tuesday of this week, so a couple of days ago. But as we do, we got lunch, and when we have lunch, we conversate. And I think the conversation was pretty uh, cool, and we, we had some interesting things to talk about. So um, check it out. I'm going to cut to it now, and I'll come back and talk to you at the end. You're the, you're the tech guy, bro. So many gizmos on this table. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm serious about Twitch. When are we getting in? You know Gary Vee started on Twitch not too long ago. Doesn't surprise me at all. Chicken? Uh, yeah, he only did because he, this is bread. he discovered Restream. This is me. CR. That's great. Mm. Anyone ready for a cocktail or a cider? <laughs> Just me, huh? Mm. I'm in. Yeah, I won't say no. Just me? I think so. Right, yeah. Oh, those are sweet potatoes. Greg's at the head of the table. Can I use one of your laptops? Hooli Hooli. This is Mac. Yeah, uh, you can use mine. Mine's in the car. In. It's dead. Well, about it's fine. I'll just cut it out. I thought it would be fun to. Hooli Hooli sauce. These are all Macs. I think Greg got a Mac. Yeah. yeah. Do you want? I don't know. No, um, we have plastic. We have plastics. Greg, thank you for lunch. Sure, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for your help, guys. Yeah. Rap King later. Deal with the what? The Rat, rat King. The Rat King. You know what Rat King is? Patrice Bergeron in hockey. Got Charlie Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> always sunny. Oh. Who are you referring to, though? Uh, the Rat King is a, it's a thing that happens when rats, their tails get all tangled up, and they like, it's a disgusting thing, but they get, they get all, their tails get all uh, uh, tangled up, and they become like this mass of like, tangled Ooh. rat tail. Rats, yeah. And then they start like eating each other. and Snack salad for someone. By the way, the other thing, that, so speaking of Charlie Kelly and the Rat the King, in there, Greg. the 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 nightman the the they they used they kept going back to that so perfectly the whole like all the way through it was yeah, yeah. I love that. so yeah. so funny but hey, have you guys ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, AP Bio no that's when Dennis right yeah you need to see AP Bio I heard it was I heard it was funny actually it is it's it's basically the funny thing about it is you could make the argument that it's an extension, like that Dennis goes like off, goes Dennis. to Harvard, yeah. <laughs> and gets a the PhD in philosophy, and then they start shooting when he gets kicked out of Harvard and goes to Toledo, Ohio to start teaching. Like, it's so perfect. And he, he, he plays the character so perfectly. Oh, Dennis was such an important character. Oh, my goodness. It all worked. That was, like, an amazing thing about that yeah, show. Yeah, that show was, like... Was like oh, with Sunny? Yeah. Uh -huh. Aren't they still making it? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, they are? Yeah. I think so. Oh, dude, I thought yeah. they were done. No, they're still going. Oh. I think a lot of people thought they were done. Yeah. Yeah, I thought like the last season was the last season because he left. But no. At the end. Uh-uh. Well, that's very they exciting. They do it without him. Yeah. yeah. I watched one of them. Um, all right, so if you're just joining us, this is lunch. Um, and we also occasionally do this without live streaming the entire day and only live streaming the lunch. And it's called Dude Lunch. Uh, Brett, where do they learn about that? DudeLunch.com. Brought to you by... Nice. What was the restaurant we went to that one time? It sponsored that uh, episode. Uh, Great Maple. Great Maple. The Great yep. Maple. Brought well, to you by the Great Maple. What was the other guy that had Dude Lunch or, or Lunch Dudes or something? Lunch oh, yeah, dude. that was Lunch Dude. <laughs> dude, we have double the subscribers. <laughs> <Go>. Yeah. <laughs> I hmm. can't wait till we have Lunch Dude on. A crossover. Lunch Dude yeah. <laughs> Classic we should hit him up. We should hit him yeah. up on the DMs. Be like, dude, hey, want some lunch? Where you at? You want to come to San Diego? Do a live stream for our follower base. How do you feel about lunch? Look, we can do it remote. You get lunch at your place. We'll get lunch at our place. We'll stream it together. What's this follower account? Well, if it's half of ours, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, we had we had four. We had five or six, and he had four or something like that. It was side by side. To race to the top. Yep. Um, all right. Where are we at? What's so? I mean, I, I'm aware of the checklist. I feel like I have only been editing for an hour or an hour and a half or something, um, but it feels like it's taking forever. And Mike has subtly hinted that I don't have to live stream because it's. I'm getting the sense that maybe it's it's slowed down as far as like the progress and the actual like entertainment value. But I think that's. I was afraid that might happen, and I want to, like, power through, because I think that's part of, like, launching a webinar, is recognizing, like, shit, the editing takes longer than you think, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if the content is only going to be 30 minutes, that's two hours of editing easily, Um, especially because I'm not just creating the the final product, I'm creating the individual components so that they can stand alone. Right. Well, and the crazy thing, too, is we, we talked about that specifically when we spoke about doing this. We were like, yeah, it's going to take us forever. Like, the editing is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. And you, so you plan for it, and then it, it is, like, it, it exceeds or at least meets your, the expectation of how long it's going to take right. to build that stuff out. So it's not always sexy. <laughs> right. Some of it's just the grunt work. And that's, I mean, that's small business in mm-hmm. a nutshell. It's like people. People sh- always share the good parts. Totally. And I think the fact that we are, are leaving the live stream go, and like, we have the benefit of there being four of us, and and we decided specifically that I wasn't going to be doing the building so right. that I could be focused on the stream. So we, I have been able to like, if nothing else, just ramble to the camera. But at least keep like, ask questions and like get people to talk about things. And I think also we didn't like optimize the day around the live stream so you know like there's certain ways that we could have done like okay while you're editing we build out the pages and campaigns but we kind of did that at different at the same time yeah which i think i think speaks to like what we're trying to do is show realistically what it looks like Like, yeah we're not trying to just like all right every minute needs to be full on camera so it's well and it's not there were also a lot of things that i could have done ahead of time the top hat like graphic stuff like that was just an off-the-cuff idea 
But that but, stuff always comes up. When right. It's like always you, you, things like yeah, I need and to that's, think about that. That's part of the benefit of being an entrepreneur is you get like the the freedom and flexibility to like add those things and pivot, but you have to account for the more complicated you choose to make it, the more it's gonna draw out. Right. And I've never had a build or anything where everything has been on a checklist and there was never huh. something that was like, Oh, oh we yeah. didn't think about this. Right. Like that's just always gonna happen. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and a lot of times it's a fairly crucial part that you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> You're like, oh thing. shoot, we forgot to put record the webinar on the on the list. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it becomes a huge thing, so and I very rarely had it work perfectly on the first test. <laughs> like, there's always something, oh, that didn't work. We forgot to change this URL to... The tag needs to move yeah, say, I don't think I put test webinar on there. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe I put that in the blog post. The, like, checklist blog post. Oh, I good. believe it's a step in there, so... Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> not as I show in my live mm-hmm. stream. <laughs> Yeah, here's this checklist that I'm promptly ignoring. <laughs> That's classic. Mm. So, um, how has the feedback and engagement been? Have there been... Yeah, there have been some good uh, comments and questions. People asking about the editing software that you're using and like... Um, I'm not going to... I'm not recommending Camtasia. <laughs> it's already crashed on me today. Yeah, I am... I, um, I made a not-so-subtle plug for uh, ScreenFlow mm. if you're a Mac user. Although I had to concede that if you don't use a Mac, then you can't use it because it's... Mac-specific. They're pretty snobby about that, yeah. Yeah. But So I had a... Turn this into a slightly do-lunch conversation. Yeah. So I had a... Um, Sue and I are on the math diet, which is counting calories. I just got it. Came up with a fancy way of making it sound fancy. Um, it's nice that you thought that was fancy. Yeah, exactly. So are you counting? Yeah. So how many? Yep. This just means I can't eat tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Um. But this uh. Beer set me back two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worth it. Hundred percent. Totally worth it. But um, we got a, her mom sent us a video of a, it's just, she's just more data, more things to look at. And it's this video, and there's so much about it. So there's two kind of points to what I'm bringing up. The first is, this video was 12 minutes long. Yeah. No start or stop play. If you refresh the page, you got to start from the beginning. And it was a guy talking for the first 10 minutes about uh, the food industry is broken there are certain foods you shouldn't be eating all this other stuff and he was like he made several references and allusions to allusions with an a to um the number one worst food you can eat in america right now but then kept not saying what it was and he even said a couple of times he's like look i'm not telling you what it is yet because i need to i need to say all this other stuff first and he goes through all of his credentials i'm a doctor i've done all this stuff and tells a bunch of stories about like all this other stuff. Anyway, fine. At the very, very end, he says, and the, the, the big bad wolf of the food industry is corn. Don't eat corn. And he's talking about like... Corn syrup. Talking about corn syrup, yeah. He's yeah. talking about pesticides and all this yeah. other stuff. But he makes a huge point during the 
the whole video to talk about how counting calories isn't effective because it doesn't take into consideration X, Y, Z, and all this other stuff. Anyway, I don't really care. I think he's probably right about corn, and I stay away from corn as much as I can, except for corn dogs, because <laughs> went to the fair, and that's the only reason I go to the fair is for those massive corn dogs, and it was gorgeous. Sounds like your diet's going well. Yep. <laughs> well, Sunday was cheat day. Yeah. You planned it around the... Hi. Um, but I, so I had two thoughts about it. One, um, it, for a consumer, like when I'm listening to that video, I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. He knows that he has to build up the tension around yep. what he's about to say yep. for the big reveal, for it to mean something more. And he's doing it because he's a marketer, but he's also a doctor. And my first thought was, do you not have any like data or studies? you could point to like you have to if you're a doctor and you're making such a big deal out of this yeah you know what i mean you don't have any data that you could point to to actually like show this and so my first thought was the difference between marketing and science is data right a marketer is going to build up to the reveal talking about their past stories talking about their credential talking about all this stuff okay a scientist is going to say this study said that x percentage of xyz but they're not. And a great marketer is going to pay for the study. And a great marketer is going to pay for the study. <laughs> so right? So what I'm saying, what I'm, and I'm obviously making huge generalizations yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is you can pick out marketing if it's not giving you data. And sometimes it's because they don't have it. Sometimes they've made an assumption, which may or may not be right, but they're, instead of saying this is the data that we've, that has shown X, Y, Z, they're creating a message to convey the same power, but yep. without actually having the numbers to back it up, right? Like I'm, I got a client right now that they they spent almost fifty thousand dollars and like two thousand man hours on a study determining the, the 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 actual potential lifetime value of a real estate real estate customer for real estate agents. And it, it the the when I'm creating ads and when I'm talking about like creating marketing messages, it's almost like I don't have to because all I have to do is say. This we spent fifty thousand dollars on a study. This is the these are the this is the data. Right. So the marketing, there's no need for it really, because it's just, you know, don't well, call people stupid. Yeah, I think there's um, an overlap though. I don't think they're mutually exclusive, because I think good marketing can leverage the science and leverage the data. Right. Sure. Like if it's, but but whereas science on its own isn't going to like sell a product. It takes a specific application of the of the data to position it in a way that tells a story that creates or, or addresses objections or whatever, right? So, like, clearly there's a there's an art to blending them. So, my question would be, as a marketer, people that are in, we we know what's got what's happening. Two identical products. One person uses data in their marketing. One person does not. Who do you trust? The person with the data. Right. So. That I think is the the, the ultimate point that I'm going across. Which one has a better beard? <laughs> Touche. Yeah. That that is the ultimate decider. I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, it's kind I of feel tough. like in marketing, people just throw up stuff like this. It bothers me in like internal stuff that we do, where it's like seventy percent of buyers buy yeah. on the. You can find a statistic. You can find a stat that supports well, whatever you want. That's what I mean. Wants. Great marketers, yeah. like like truly, like the people that are like, all right, we're just going to pick. Like we need this result. We're going to fund whatever study that will give us this result. Yeah, but there's a difference between a statistic and and data, right? Like I feel like the the data is the body of work that that supports that, and 
unfortunately, too few people take the extra step to like, you know, we, we are swept up in metrics and statistics and 70% of people, well, shit, 70%, who am I to argue with that, right? But if you look at 70% of this unique sample, which was all predisposed to that outcome we wanted anyway, then it, it, it can unravel pretty quickly. So that, I guess that's... Well, let me, let me put it to you this way. If I was to come to you and say, I've been doing marketing for 15 years. I've been working with landing pages and, and thank you pages and email sequences. And uh, I can tell you in all of my experience that people like when you include red buttons on thank you pages. Right? Yep. So that's one. And another version is me saying, uh, including a red button on a thank you page is, is proven to increase your conversions by 25%. But, but see, Which of the two are you going to? Well, hold on. The innate nature of marketing is there's hundreds if not thousands of variables associated of to why that button was clicked or not. Sure. Um, and the color, you, it is... I'll just say it, it's impossible, in my opinion, it's impossible, you can get close to a test between the red button, like you can use a lot of different landing pages, but the person that's going through the funnel is different, they're feeling different emotionally that day, Yeah. There, there's, there's all oh. of these things, right? So to, I do think that there is value in split testing, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying it's hard for me to definitively say the red button is better because somebody get, put a statistic next to it that said the red button is better. Yeah. Right, but but if if It'll let, all me, let me break down on an individual basis. Yeah, let me we're talking about is trends. trends yeah, too. well, let me let me remove some variables from this yeah. thing as well. Cuz this is the right conversation. This is what I wanted yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And this is the direction I wanted to take it, but remove whether the red button is good or not. Let's say you're going to decide, well, let's put it this way. First guy says, I've been doing marketing for 15 years, doing landing pages, blah, blah, blah. I work with Frank Kern. Uh, I worked with Mike Koenigs. I work with all these people. And I'm going to tell you that putting green buttons on your thank you pages will increase your conversions because people like the color green. Okay. Also, uh, and so you got that guy who's saying that, and then another guy who's saying, uh, based on split test data, red buttons increase your conversions by 34%. Which are you? Which are you going to believe? The data. Okay. So the difference between the two, what I'm saying, I think what I'm getting at is first uh, that when it comes down to it, when it's a, the question of A versus B, the data is always going to be more powerful than whatever marketing message you're putting out there. Right? Sure. Do you ever do you ever find yourself like this was the thing that was frustrating for me? This guy's a doctor. Clearly, he's been part of some sort of study or he's seen something. Why is he not telling me the data around corn? Why does he have to spend nine minutes telling me who he is and how cool he is and telling me all these stories about what he's done and then have this reveal about corn? Like, why not just say, if you eat corn, you're 75% more likely to A or B or C? I think there's a there's another side to this, too, which is, like, the emotional branding side, illogical, irrational human side, mm -hmm. which is, like, look, you can sit there and tell me that PC has better storage, it's faster, it's this, it's this, and it's like, I'm going to buy a Mac. I know. I know all that. I know all the data. It's Android just like, is the, yeah, yeah, like, I, I get it. The battery might last longer. Yeah. I'm going to buy an iPhone. Yep. You know? I, I like how it feels. I like their commercials. I like, you know, being on the, in, you know, like, all that stuff that's, like, kind of just as random 
Right, but if the data, if the data, if the data wasn't, I think, I, I think I'm, we're talking about. Now I'm the king of splitting hairs, so I'm going to split <laughs> another one. Yeah. I think what we're talking, what I'm talking about, is not just number, just data, just like facts. What I'm talking about is qualitative, scientifically tested qualitative information about a result. Okay. So if I told gotcha. you instead of well, Max have, uh, instead of Max and PCs have very similar internals but PCs have uh, across the board better processing power based on me benchmark metrics right that doesn't mean anything to you because you want the, the Mac yeah. but if I say to you based on uh, survey data done uh, with 1.2 million people across the world uh, people are 75% more likely to be satisfied with the PC experience versus a Mac now not that it's going to change your decision but it's yeah. going to make you question it, right like you're gonna maybe. consider it longer, at least. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Well, in theory, yeah. Like, partly me, I'm like, ooh, I like that I'm in the, not in the majority. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would go that route and be like, nice, because it's like more of like a feeling. So I guess what we're, we are talking about two different things. We're talking right. about like what influences consumer buying decisions versus you know. Right. Right. What. And and so part. I mean, and again, it's a discussion. I don't think it's. Mm -hmm necessarily one way or the other because like you guys it's have brought really up things that I, mean, I didn't even consider which is you know there are some instances where the emotion will overcome the data if the data is not presented right so there is an yes. overlap and I would say in all those cases it's because that other company has done an exceptional job like branding and right. packaging and yep. all, all those other variables that mm -hmm. they've mastered and maybe in lieu of just the, the hard data sure same with cars, you know? Like, yeah. we're going to buy the car that we like. And, like, Audis might not be the best-made cars. Sweet. They look sweet. They ride, you know? You know why I own a BMW? To, to your point. Yeah. A, I've always liked the look of BMWs. Sure. Because I feel like the BMW is the classic shape of a man's car. Yeah. I'll never buy a Mercedes because I'm not sexist, but a Mercedes <laughs> is a woman's car. All right? Period. There's one model of Mercedes. I don't even know what it is, but there's one model that's, that kind of bridges the gap. And also, uh, only one other person in my family owns a BMW, and it's like a 2009. All of my other siblings have Audis. And so, and the Audis and Chevys, and one of them has a Jaguar. And I was, I was in the market to get a new car after the divorce. And I was like, okay, I can't get a car that my rest of my family has. I'm okay getting the same car that my little brother has, because I happen to like BMW already, and I wasn't going to get like a Lexus or anything yeah. else. And what did we learn about this conversation? The Martinos are financially doing okay. <laughs> well. The rest of the Martinos are financially doing okay. That one decision but, is the part of the reason why I'm not doing financially all that great right now. But but it's interesting because like no matter what data you really saw, you were still, you know, unless it was like really bad. Like right. this is only going to last a year, and they blow, you know, like crazy bad right if it's kind of within that range like yeah this one's probably better but you know what? the difference between the two is so marginal and it's so opinion based yeah that it doesn't really make a difference you just pick something and then if it's what you like then it's what you like yeah which leads me to the second half of my little thought as most of the time you're right most of the time the difference between two products or between a, buying a product and not buying a product is you just have it or you don't like it's not like gonna make that big of a difference right but I feel like in enough cases you can be, uh, for lack of a more uh, nuanced term, you can be tricked into making a buying decision for an inferior product because of good marketing versus bad marketing, right? Yeah, sure. So, so I've had this thought uh, of teaching marketing tactics to the layperson. 
so that, like we do when we watch commercials or we see ads or we, you know, whatever we do, we break them apart yeah, subconsciously. But we just see, we see what's happening. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good. Breaking it down and so that people have an understanding of what's happening to them when they're being marketed to. Like, that's a big one for me. It's like I want to be able to tell people. If somebody doesn't give you, like, data, numbers yeah. to support what they're saying, they're marketing to you, which means they don't have them, which yeah. means anything they claim is all just anecdotal. And it's not, you can't, you can't bank on it necessarily. That's not mean they're wrong, right. but you have to take what they say. Like this guy, yeah. it was, from marketing standards, it was extremely well put together. He's like, there was a ton of stuff he sure. was saying. He said, all, he said all of his credentials. He did all the right things. But I would be concerned that somebody would make the mistake of listening to his video and think, corn is the reason why I'm 45 pounds overweight. I'm going to stop counting calories. I'll just get just rid of corn yeah. and everything will be fine. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Because the truth is, yes, corn on a micro level will make a difference in your diet in terms of weight gain or loss, but not nearly as big of a marginal difference as reducing the, cal the caloric intake. Right. Well, it's like, it's, it's like thinking, oh, I'll just change the button color, then my thing will sell. Then my thing will sell. Exactly. Because that's not probably that's what not I mean. the problem. So like lead pages can sell you on you need to use our thing because it's split test. We have all this data. But the truth is there's not any data with lead pages or no, no other independent organization has gone out and said people who use lead pages have X percentage higher conversions than people who use ClickFunnels because yeah. of this. Right. So it's all just we did our own internal study and it said this and it yeah. proves our point, yeah. of course, <laughs> which to your guys' point. And so, you know, there. so my one of my thoughts because I, I was talking to Greg last week I'm kind of trying to transition myself out of like the guy that's always behind the scenes and like actually yeah say sure. some stuff and have people listening but I'm having a hard time because I also staunchly refuse to niche down and only talk about one thing <laughs> so my opt-in on my website is like hey I talk about like 1200 <laughs> things so if you want to listen to tell me talk about any of these things then opt-in I'll send you my blog post <laughs> but I feel like this is something where and I would I would buy you know, for the sake of the point, um, I would, um, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, it would just be like a YouTube channel stream where it's like free, anybody can watch it, and it's just breaking yeah. down marketing tactics. I just thought that would, thought that'd be fun and interesting. It would and be I'll, interesting, for you know, sure. Just to like, because then you, like, it's like insider secrets, you yeah. know, almost like a kitchen, kitchen confidential kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe I'll get famous. Is there things I'll get my own show, show on like CNN. I mean, there's obviously probably like some major examples, but hmm. it's just such a like tough thing to even measure because. Well, they're not releasing the data on this. Yeah, and like, no. but how is it? How how that data is even collected is such a, you know, obviously kind of in our world it's much more streamlined because it's just like yeah, they click on the app, we can kind of track the entire journey, but. Yeah, the bigger media getting into like advertising yeah. is yeah. It's just I very, no, very famous quote. I have no idea how they're <laughs> measuring the effectiveness well, of any of that. One of the, like the, an industry quote for big media advertising like that is from like the father of modern advertising. He said, half of my advertising dollar is extremely effective. I just don't know which half. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like. Awesome. I'm really full right now. Sorry, I'm not contributing. It's all good. That was good. Yeah. It was delicious. Anybody who can make chicken not dry take my money all day yeah. that's like the key are you done Brett? Tom? no 
Yeah, you want, they gave me a lot. Yeah. They gave me like three whole potatoes. I'm ready to nosh. Food is are good. And I'm gonna take mine to go. Maybe I'll dump your stuff in here. Dinner. Red towel. Coming up big. Whoop whoop. Veggies and potatoes. The rice doesn't get to come with. Already had enough. I like the calorie counting. Calorie counting, <clears throat> so speaking of data, 100% of the time that I've started counting calories and I've stuck with it, I've lost over 25 pounds. You look slim right now. I've, I've already lost like four pounds in the last like two weeks just from calorie counting. Like it, people, don't let anyone tell you calorie counting doesn't work. <laughs> okay, it does. 100% of the time. <laughs> Have you found that, but so like through the calories, like where those calories come from matter. Not in the slightest. Really? See, I, I would disagree with that. No. So here's the difference. It's a. It's like fat. It's a reverse par parabola. It's a reverse. What's the word? A reverse. You get diminishing returns on, on calorie counting. Here's what happens. I'm 35 pounds overweight at least. Right? Most people that are overweight are in that range or higher. Right? If you're in like the 10 pounds over or whatever, calorie counting, like go run. Like do some eat better that's yeah. probably gonna work better for you but if you have a significant amount of weight to lose uh, it's physics physics says if you consume less calories regardless of where they come from you consume less calories you lose weight now there is a point where the lines cross yeah and the types of calories yes, that you're getting make a difference yeah. because of the way that your body's your body actually right. well, it becomes a, are you trying to lose weight or are you trying to become healthy right and right because we had a roommate who just like are we gonna call him a roommate? <laughs> well, yeah, he kind of was more your roommate. Yeah. He did live there. Um, Couch surfer. But anyway, he was like a, a big dude who decided to lose weight, and he cut calories by Naturally. basically just cutting Stop. most food and would eat like bars, and he lost a lot of weight. It was effective. There's no way he was healthy. No. Just no way. So that, he, that's the difference. Is yeah. that if he you starving himself? Yeah. Yeah, because well, so you will lose weight. You'll. But, and that's the point yeah, I'm getting yeah. at is if you want to lose weight. You eat less, right? right. Math. Less okay. calories consumed yes. than expended, you lose weight. If you want to be in shape, then you exercise, regardless of whether you're losing weight or not. Exercise right. is what gets you in shape. If you want to be healthy... Oh, that's the secret. Yeah. If you want to be healthy, then you eat right. Yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to. So if you want to be all three of those... Yeah, combo those things. Yeah. You eat less, you exercise more, and, you eat, and what you eat is right. But for the, for the losing weight part of it, uh, just, just, little, just reducing your caloric intake will cause you to lose weight. What I've done, my modification this time, is instead of just the reason why I, the last few times I've done this, I lose weight really fast, and it's because I like cut my calories in half. Because I, I get almost every American probably way more double the calories. At least we double the calories. <laughs> so we just did. Yeah, yeah so we. Yeah. Is like, yeah. yeah, you're fine. Um, but what I'm doing now is instead of just cutting to cut and then making the decision about what my life's going to be like when I've gotten to that point then, which most of the time, and I can say this from experience, is I get to that point, I'm like, oh, I can afford to eat like shit now. I'm going to eat like shit and then I get fat again. Yeah. That's my, that's my, or I, or even worse, I get down to that weight, I start training again. I train so much that I burn so many calories that it doesn't matter what I eat. That's, that's... I do that for like a year and I get in that rhythm and then I stop training and I keep eating that way and then I gain weight again. That's pretty much where I'm at. I eat pretty terribly, but I work out pretty hard. So. You don't eat terribly. <laughs> I don't eat. I don't eat. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't, so, I don't so, need terabytes. Anyway, what I'm doing now is I've I calculated what my caloric and, and macronutrient needs will be at my target weight, and I'm just eating that. So 2,000 calories for a 180-pound 6'1 dude is, is maintain level. So I just so I'm not getting myself in the habit of this is not this is what I need to eat to lose weight. It's this is what I need to eat and how I need to approach food for the weight that I want to be. And then I just do that. Maybe I lose the weight a little slower. Uh, but when I get to where I want to be, I'm I'm already eating the calories and nothing changes. I just sit there and I keep doing it. And then if I do happen to go work out, then I recover from the workout with as many calories as I burn. Which the nice thing about Muay Thai is an hour of Muay Thai is like. 1200 calories so I literally yeah. that's why I can eat whatever I want when I'm training <laughs> are you still training often no. no I spar on the weekends twi- like twice a week I'll that go in and spar yeah that's pretty often well and, and I mean it's no you know. just every weekend twice <laughs> just Wednesdays and Saturdays yeah, exactly. well that is coming from training to me is three hours yeah, a day yeah, six yeah, days yeah, a week yeah, yeah. that's what training is so relatively speaking barely training at all um, but yeah it's interesting because, again, that, that type of thing, too, even with, with weight loss, we're talking about marketing. Like, the fitness industry has probably the most advanced marketing of any of the, like, generalized verticals because they've been doing it for as long as they have. They got in really early. Yeah. But theirs is one that is almost universally not database, which is ironic because there's so much studies, so many studies around food. But how many, when was the last time you saw a marketing ad video whatever Never. for a fitness it's product show a hot person working out yeah. yep yeah. and all it is is stay away from these five foods why why should i stay away from those why should i stay away from corn mm-hmm. and the guy says because they add pesticides what pesticides where how much how much are they spraying on it yeah do you know it's like the whole thing about when when they when people started to hate on cow's milk their mm-hmm. argument I feel was like that's the argument against corn is the pesticides i feel like the sugar that's what yeah, this guy the, that's what this yeah, guy was saying yeah. Uh, hit that on, on top of the sugar right. and like corn syrup right. and stuff. But like the thing with cow's milk, the initial argument was cow, humans are the only animal, the only species that drinks another species' milk. I'm like, okay. We're also, I mean, yeah, there are, there are, the there are that species that eat their own children. Yeah. Like, <laughs> should we tell them to stop doing that? Those arguments are always so weird. And it seems like that's like still the main argument. And I, I don't drink cow's milk because it jacks with my stomach. Right, so that's my I have my own yeah. reasons for it, but it's like, give me some data. Cool, I'm gonna cut it there. Uh, the conversation goes on for another five minutes or so, but it just sort of like peters out. We don't really talk about anything uh, specific except like milks, and and Michael says that uh, pea milk apparently is pretty good. Pea as in like the vegetable pea. In case you needed that clarification. Um, anyway, if you're interested, by the way, in the rest of that live stream or in what we did there and why we did it, you can head over to monkeypodmarketing.com. Um, there's some links on there, a blog post and a bunch of things explaining sort of the idea behind this. And also on one of those posts, you might have to search for it. I don't know exactly where it is. Uh, there is a button where you can opt in to actually get access to the finalized the cut down version. I'm going to take that eight hours worth of live stream and cut it down into like 30, 45 minutes of content that actually might be useful to you, beneficial if you're running a business or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, that's all we've got. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this episode of Dude Lunch. If not, I highly recommend you come back for the next one because maybe it'll be better. Uh, And also check out some of our previous episodes. We got some really cool stuff on the website. Check back soon.